You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. My name is Greg Bell, and I'm the co-founder and chief strategy officer for Corelight, an open-source cybersecurity company. Well, I was lucky to belong to that generation of kids who grew up programming computers. And so early on, I think by the time I was eight or nine, I was spending possibly an unhealthy amount of time programming. But now at this much later stage in my life, in some ways I'm returning to those things that brought me a lot of joy when I was a kid. My career is pretty much all twists and turns, which I really like. You know, some people like consistency and predictability, but um, for me, that actually kind of makes me unhappy. And I like change and learning curves. And so I did a lot of different things before I settled into a technical career. I worked in human rights. I worked in refugee resettlements. I worked for Amnesty International. I had a little Hollywood detour. I got a PhD at, at UC Berkeley where I wrote on the history of conspiracy belief. And then ultimately, back when, sort of at a point in my life when my kids were in school and I really needed to get into a career that would pay well and help support the family, I pivoted back into that technical work. I focus now in my work on our connection with the open source communities that sustain us. Our company is an open source company, so it exists in symbiotic relationship with um, open source software communities. And so I'm working every day on sort of the the puzzle of how to engage those communities, how to inspire them and energize them, and how to build the business model of Corelight around those communities. If I'm at a cocktail party or at a, at where people just don't want to hear too much about what I do, I will often say that our company builds kind of like security cameras for network traffic, and that we're a mission-based company, that we have an idea for ourselves that's bigger than just commercial success, but we want to defend institutions that matter, you know, educational institutions, financial, communication institutions. And we have a mission, kind of like the Department of Energy, where I used to work, had a mission to accelerate scientific discovery. I work for a company now that has a similar uh, mission and a global, sense of global ambition. want to change the world, but we also want to improve the world. And I think that helps us build a culture that attracts really interesting, loyal employees who are excited to get up, even on a bad day, excited to get up and work to support the mission that we're advancing and creates a kind of meaning for folks who work in the company. A kind, it, it answers the question of why. And I think that's what mission organizations do for most people. So maybe that's why I'm attracted to them. And, and we're trying to build one here as well. For early career people, I always say that great mentorship is really important and working for great organizations is important. So in those earliest jobs, jobs in your 20s, 
It's important to soak in the culture and the norms of great organizations. And I mean universities, nonprofits, great mission-oriented companies, and having really good bosses who can help you, challenge you, and help you advance quickly. And I would almost recommend choosing those jobs with regard to the mentor and the organization more than the pay or the title or anything else, because that kind of early imprint is so critical. With all of the multiple overlapping layers of pain in our world at the moment, one of them for young people is just the pain of not knowing how their lives are going to unfold and what their career choices ought to be. And I guess I experienced some of that, but I think it's really acute for kids right now, people earlier in their careers. And I just, I guess I wish I could say to myself back then, don't, don't worry, <laughs> relax a little and enjoy what's happening. The, the skills that you're learning now and the lessons that you're learning will be valuable and important in ways that you can't anticipate. So don't worry about not having it all figured out. And so um, expect surprise uh, and don't expect to have it all figured out when you're 22 or I'm, I'm you know, in my early 50s, I don't have it all figured out. And it's a good thing I don't, <laughs> so take delight in that. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then, you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills, all using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Cyberbit. 